0: Welcome to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. His practice is Kuiper Counseling. Through his professional practice and personal experiences, Greg knows that without connection with ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you have a question or a comment, feel free to call into the show. The number is 425-373-5527 or or go to KuiperCounseling.com. And remember, you can check out Greg's YouTube channel, Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuiper. And you can email directly at ConnectionThroughAwareness at gmail.com. So last week, Greg was talking about preparing for the repair. And um, and this whole idea that we need to prepare in order to start repairing relationships
1: yeah setting it up right I mean a, a, a couples had a, a an altercation they triggered each other they've retreated
0: mm-hmm.
1: they they're, they're trying to figure out what to do stewing cooling off whatever it is right I and found a quote yeah
0: from Ben Franklin okay. last week and he says, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail.
1: There you go. So how, how can these, you know, you've had this altercation, you're in your, you're in your corners, right, or whatever. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, what do you do to repair it, right? I mean, some folks, I mentioned the couple that I was seeing last week that, that didn't talk to each other or text for four days straight until they came in and to see me and I refereed and went. They, they got back together but but that's not the way we want to do it right we want to we want to prepare for that repair and that's what we were talking about last week each person goes in and becomes aware of their accountability their responsibility in it um, uh, takes a look at their emotional reaction because that's generally what starts these things and becomes aware of that names it and and moves forward forward into the repair with uh, more knowledge, more accountability. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Yeah
0: I learned a lot about this and I noticed in my own relationship an occurrence of this where the acknowledgement piece and saying it out loud is is really big because I notice in uh, it is with my husband that he'll stay quiet about something and then the way that he works on repairing, is through his love language that he likes, which is acts of service. Mm-hmm. And so he is trying to repair through acts of service, and I'm like, that's not what my love language is.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's awesome that you did the laundry. I'm not impressed. Right. Tell me that I'm pretty. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that step of acknowledgement and ownership and right. the weeness is important.
1: Well, and uh, think of it, if, if one person's love language is words of affirmation and you're trying to come down from an altercation, I mean, words of affirmation may be hard for the partner to find. Right. right. And so you get a conflict there. A little bit. Yeah. You know, it, it, this week we're going to, we're talking about the power of we, I think it's very powerful. Um, it allows us to get in, in touch in our relationships to help, you know, turn what's happening into a learning experience rather than, than, you know, a blaming, condescending type arrangement with the couple, you know. As we've worked on discovering our partner's triggers and illusions, right, that's what we worked on a while back, as well as our own. It's become apparent that this isn't just a simple cut-and-dried experience of, oh, okay, now I got it. Let's go on, right? That's, that's what some people try to do, and it, it, it's just going to precipitate another situation. And, and, and as such, there are going to be some slips, right? Back to the old way of react and counter-react from our autopilots. And, and even if you've been working on this, something can happen. A slip can happen right? It's not going to be smooth sailing forever. And as such, you know, we do our best to prevent these incidents from happening and they're still going to creep in there and bite us every now and then. We have to remember this reprogramming of our autopilots is going to take some time. It's a journey. We've been talking about that. It's important to keep that in mind. The journey is about learning about each other and developing the we in the relationship right? The we, so important. Think about it. The whole purpose of emotional connection through awareness is connection. Mm -hmm. That is we, right? That's not me versus my spouse. That is we, and that is the connection. And so uh, working through these uh, difficult times and repairing them helps to build that connection as you move forward. It's part of the journey. Is there a final destination in the journey? I don't think so. You know, there can be no end to expanding our awareness. That just goes on and on. Raising our consciousness as individuals as we embrace the formation of this new entity, the we wonderful thing about the journey being never-ending is that this growth and knowing um, just keeps getting more exciting and enlightening it becomes the project that the we is doing together right Mm -hmm. and this expanding awareness brings us a a, you know a connection with higher and higher frequencies of emotional energy What, what you know what a great path to be on right and and to be on this path with another person that you care about deeply. Expanding your consciousness, moving through energy, expanding awareness, a lifelong thing, it's great. We've gotta be able to get there. Mm-hmm. So we, we prepared for the repair and now we're ready for the repair. How do, how, how do we know when it's time to take that step, right? We're kind of prepared, how do we, how do we make the move? If both partners have done the preparation we discussed last time, then hopefully the resentments and anger and any feelings of malicious intent or, you know, kind of process, they've been put aside, accepted. Let's put it that way. They've been accepted and worked through individually. Each of the partners, you know, is focused on their accountability in the incident. That's what's key in this preparation uh, before you go to the repairs. Is what is my accountability in this? And that takes a, some time to get to sometimes, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be very self aware when I have conversations. And very often now, there's thanks in part to all the things that I've learned and folded into my interactions, there's a lot more laughter because right. I am self aware and it feels very. Britney Spears, oops, I did it again. <laughs> and having that yeah. moment of, you know, <laughs> laughter, I'm like, oh, yep, yeah, there she is. Yeah. And, um, you know, that helps diffuse it. And it, you know, it is the teamwork and there is no I in team.
1: That's just perfect too, because when the, when the we, when the team can get together and go, oops, we did it again. Yep then it can become part of the project. How do we not do that again? Maybe we don't want to. So how? what do we do here? How do we correct this? Mm-hmm. How do we learn, right? You know, and, and, and during this preparing process, the blaming and defensiveness, you know, have been, by the individuals, have been recognized for what they are, right? Diversions from responsibility, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and... That's the key point is, is trying to find that accountability in this of, of yourself. Sadness and pain are still going to exist, right? There was some hurt done during this altercation, undoubtedly. And what's, what we're ready for now is it's time to share those feelings, whatever they are, with the other. That's part of the repair. So, so here we go. Both partners emerge from their processing their preparation and the energy around each is loving and warm and inviting and sad but both will feel that in the other that's what we want right this is not a time for a lot of words we're entering into the repair here and you know and and i hear a lot of times little jokes one tries to make to another and they generally don't go over well, right? <laughs> you know, and then uh-huh. you're backtracking from the joke. Right. Oh, I didn't mean anything. I didn't mean anything. That Too wasn't silly. funny, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, Just when, they, it, it doesn't work. This is a time to just uh, feel each other. Right? No excuses. No guilt trips. No begging. You know, just, just get together. And for starters, a, you know, a deep, strong, long embrace, you know, just holding each other. And the words, I am so sorry. You know, as you're holding your partner, I am so sorry, both people. That's enough right now, right? Reframe from embellishment at this point. It's a a time for feeling felt by the other. When the words do come, let them be gentle in about what your feelings are, right? I am so sad or I am so disappointed, or I am hurting. Whatever you're feeling, put it out there to your partner. And then, once again, wait. Allow your partner to validate your feelings and share theirs, and then you will validate that to them. Validation from each of you of what you heard and felt is crucial to the process.
0: So a question about this. Yeah, yeah. So in my lovely, warm, gentle embrace, Mm -hmm. when I'm expressing, I am so sad. Am I saying, I'm so sad that you're a jerk and you hurt my feelings? (laughs) (coughs) Or am I saying, I'm so sad?
1: Have you been here the last few weeks? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, but I'm bringing the human side of me that's like, I'm so sad because... We
1: had a fight or we – I'm so sad we, right? It's not so – I'm so sad I was a jerk or I'm so sad you were a jerk or I'm so sad that I did this again or whatever. Okay. It's I'm so sad that – We're disconnected. We disconnected.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Keep it in the framework of (laughs) we. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm in Uh, remedial connection. (laughs) (laughs) But what you're trying to do here when you're validating, right? It, it, the person says, I'm so sad we had this disconnection, and, and the, the other partner validates it back. I, I know I can feel you're really sad. I am too, right? So here's the we. And it's an acknowledgment that, that you got it. You know how the, your partner feels, and you're feeling it with them. And you're not going to try to fix it. Right. That's really key especially if that's your normal M.O. Right. You know, in these times, I, I to just point this out, I'd be careful about saying I am hurt and instead say I am hurting, right? Hurting reflects the emotion and experience. Hurt can imply fault, right? I'm hurt. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> did you hurt yourself or did I hurt you? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, hold each other and, and, and feel the other with you. So this is the setup for the further discussion, the setup for the repair, right? It's just a few few minutes, whatever it takes, to connect emotionally, understand each other's feelings, and, and then be able to move forward. It's not a step to be skipped, really not. Eventually, you know, the need to say something will... Charge back in and take over, right? I mean, we can't be quiet forever. We we have all these things. I've got to tell her, right? And you just gotta be careful. You feel so badly, and you feel so badly for them feeling so badly, and there will be the need to use words at some point, right? After after the validation of feelings. We want to move into to words, talking. But then this is key. The words need to come from a place of we, however the conversation gets started. Maybe it's with some lightheartedness on it. Boy, we really screwed up here. How did we miss those triggers? It was like we just reacted. That's what we used to do. I know that's exactly what we've been working so hard on. Where do you think we got off on the wrong foot, right? It's mm-hmm. we, we, we.
0: Oops, we did it again.
1: Yeah, right. Look at this and figure out what happens so we can prevent it from happening again. It's then time to dive in and do the examination, right? Picture it as if you are at work and you're on a team and you've got this project and you've been working on and, and changes have been planned out and implemented and the new process is moving forward, and then something happens. Who knows? A setback. A well-functioning team is going to dive in Look at the conditions and circumstances of the setback. Strategize and make adjustments together and implement them, right? Getting the project back on track. Now that's kind of a little cold for a relationship, but, it, but it's, it, the premise is there, right?
0: Sure, absolutely.
1: Teamwork. And that's exactly what the two of you want to do. Brainstorm as a, a we what happened. Brainstorm. Investigate the triggers to the reactions and the illusions behind the triggers bring them into the open, acknowledge them, recognize that this is an old pattern of behavior and you slipped in the moment. Just admit it. Admit that this is reactive, automatic behavior and it's still lurking in the background and and then recommit to keeping it in awareness more, right? And at the same time, know, "Eh, yeah, something like this might happen again, but what we want to do is learn from it and prepare and repair. Agree to learn from the experience, and then you're able to move on as a we. So I can illustrate this by bringing Steve and Char back into the discussion. Yeah. And the work they've been doing.
0: How are they?
1: <laughs> in, our, in our sessions together, uh, you know, over the last couple of months, they've been working on noticing triggers in each other, right, and relating them back their own illusions. Each session, they bring in incidents that have occurred for them, you know, between sessions, and we work through the triggered reactive behavior and make note of how each partner is bringing those triggers into awareness. So over a period of a couple months, they've come a long ways. They have, they've really come to understand the nuances of their behaviors and reactions, and, and they've grown into a connected team sharing in each other's discoveries. It's a remarkable difference. Recently, though, they had an incident sneak up on them, similar to what we've been talking about today. So I'm I'm going to share that session with you. They came into the office and sat on the couch. I could sense a heightened energy level in both, and before I could begin with what has been happening with you two since we last met, they both just started talking at the same time. They looked at each other and smiled, and then, and then did the whole, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, it's okay. You start dance. And, and then Shar finally took the floor. We had a rough incident last week. It just snuck up on us and went sideways pretty fast. We've been doing so good in finding awareness early in these interactions and keeping them at a manageable level. And it's really brought us closer together as we've been doing this. Steve jumped in, but this one totally blindsided both of us. Char added, it did, and it started when I said something to Steve. He came home from work and was stomping around, grumbling and snapping at the kids. Bad day at work. We were all in the kitchen. I could tell the kids were getting upset, and I said to him, don't act like that in here, Steve. And then he went off, telling me. He could do whatever he wanted in his house. The kids left. And then I reacted back in his face something about, it wasn't just his house, and show me some respect. And as you often say, uh, Greg, we were off to the races. Oh. Steve appeared a little dejected as he said, I got triggered when she said, don't act like that in here. My dad used to say, this is my house, and you can't do that in my house. And I would get so defensive and angry and get in his face. And that's exactly what happened here. What I heard was, you can't do that in my house. And I reacted automatically, getting defensive and angry. Shar chimed in. And then I got triggered at your reaction. My mom would get so defensive and riled up at every little thing. I couldn't bring up anything to her. And when I did, she would shut me down, and I couldn't get a word in edgewise. So I would run off to my room. And that's what you did here, said Steve. You eventually walked away right in the middle of it. So what did you both do at this point, I asked. Char looked at Steve, and he said... I went out to the garage, and I took some deep breaths. It took a few, but I I finally calmed down enough to think. I brought the anger into my awareness, like you showed us, and named it. That wasn't hard. It was certainly anger. As I looked at it and sat with it, I made a choice to not let it continue to be in control, which allowed me to admit that I got triggered and reacted. I did the shame thing for a little bit, but became aware of that and 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 accepted that and shut it down. I then realized that I had let my anger get the best of me after a bad day at work, and Char's one comment triggered me. How about you, Shar? I asked. I made it to the bedroom and then started crying my eyes out. I went down the old path of lashing out at myself or putting up with Steve's behaviors. When would I ever learn? He'll never change, all of it. Then, I remembered the breathing. It didn't take long for me to calm down enough to think. And I brought the shame into my awareness and named it and beat myself up a bit before asking what choice did I want to make. Roll with the shame and pity or take charge of myself, and look at what happened objectively. I've had enough shame, so I didn't choose that. I got to thinking that we've been working so hard on triggers and reactions, and I realized that there was no way Steve acted like that intentionally or maliciously. He reacted, meaning he got triggered, and his reaction triggered me to lash out and then run and blame myself. I said, unexpected things are going to happen to trigger your triggers, guys. Hard days and bad news are going to happen every now and then, especially in a household with kids and two parents with careers. And when both of you miss with the awareness on one of these days, the old reactions may sneak back in. But it's what you do in those moments, and in particular right after those moments of triggered reactions, That really is important. How soon, how do we get to the preparation of the repair? Really, you both should be proud of yourselves. You you were able to get to the prepare to repair stage, and you did it with awareness and making choices. You did. Calming down so that you could let your thinking brain be a part of the process. And... Realizing your part in the situation, accepting responsibility. Next time we'll talk about how you handled the actual repair. You're talking to each other, so it must have worked. It did, Steve said with a smile. So,
0: I'm so proud of them.
1: They, they've been working hard, and they were really disappointed that they blew it this one time. You know, they were kind of beating themselves up, but, but. Uh, they realize, you know, this stuff's going to happen. And, and the idea, it's going to happen, so do we just fall down and let it happen, or it's going to happen and we learn from it, we figure it out, we fix it as soon as we can, and we move on and uh, with a stronger we, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm struck by in this scenario how when you talk about uh, changing the, your neural pathways, mm-hmm. I'm really struck how they quite literally physically did a different thing. Him going to the garage and breathing and doing an exercise. It was mentally and physically a whole different pathway that he took. Same with Charlotte.
1: And, you know, they learned that over time as we've been talking about triggers and illusions, right? We've got to figure out what each other's triggers are and how we're triggering the other person and how they're triggering us. Because then we can get past the illusions and 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 go oh no no I'm just reacting I'm not acting mm-hmm. and so when he went to the garage he was able to kick in the thinking part of his brain by using the breathing exercise and and, and got to some awareness and you know when you get to the thinking part of your brain you can discuss how to act and reacting you're you're not coming from your unconscious you're conscious. What am I going to do with this? What choice am I going to do with this right now? Am I going to keep raging or am I going to not?
0: And they have come so far. So for people that are newer to the show, the podcast, go back and listen to the evolution of the work that you've done with Steve and Charlotte from the beginning to where they are now. And, you know, the just the huge... Growth that they've had individually right. and as a couple, it's really tremendous. Like, how do you not give yourself a high five?
1: <laughs> well, they did the work. <laughs> I, yes, that is true. They did the work. It takes a while. <laughs>
0: but, like, secretly, you must be like,
1: yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> All right, there you go.
0: <laughs> if you want to know more about Greg, go to kypercounseling.com and you can find a whole bunch of information, including how to contact him, about past episodes, and more. Greg, what's your advice?
1: Everyone, just stay aware out there. See you next week.